Relationships are messy and people's feelings get hurt. Who needs it? We're young. We live in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Might as well have fun while we can and save the series. Yeah, but wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? What? Well, you don't believe that, do you? Oh, uh, what? Yeah, but promise that you'll never be lonely. Come up with the thought of being someone's one and only. Hey there, welcome to this podcast called Sarcastically Optimistic with your boy, uh, this guy. So, welcome to this podcast. If you're new here, very, very welcome. If you have been vibing with me for a while, then I appreciate you coming back and really taking the time. Really, I I just want to appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to listen. You know, we're all given 24 hours in a day, and it means the world to me that you're actually taking a few minutes to kind of hear me out in some sort of way. So welcome to this podcast, which is ironically called Sarcastically Optimistic. It was originally started as a means to convert shower thoughts into actionable items that you can use in your day-to-day life. But as of recent and going through life as we do, uh, we're developing every single day, right? We're different people than we were yesterday and especially different people from when we were like even a year ago or even five days ago. Um, This podcast has been up and down. It has been very reliant on books, but I'm kind of steering it in a direction where we're not so heavily leaning on books. Like I don't want it to be a book podcast where it's like, oh man, here he goes again talking about another book. Yes, we're going to use books as a way to supplement the topics and the kind of questions that we discuss in these episodes, but I don't want to be the podcast uh, where we do book summaries. Okay. So just to put it out there, this podcast was created in order for you to you know, encourage you to develop yourself every single day and also to deliver that sense of community, right? Because we're all going through this journey of emotions, journey of life. A lot of obstacles get in our way and we need to let each other know that we're not alone in that way. So in a way, we're building community and accountability because you can be your best self every single day. So just to put it out there, jumping into this topic for today, this topic and this podcast episode was actually created on a whim. Like I didn't think I wanted to make a podcast today, but I really did. Uh, But this episode was created on a whim because I'm currently reading a book. I know we're going back to books, but this, I'm just going to talk about the topic, not the entire book itself. Um, This particular topic really caught my eye and I think is very eye-opening for a lot of us, especially me who literally just read it 20 minutes ago. So hopefully I can reiterate what I just read without even looking at a script or even looking at the book uh, and just going from the heart as we always do here on this podcast. So this topic is coming from a book from an author named MJ DeMarco. A lot of you that follow the entrepreneurship spaces on Instagram or any social media platform probably know MJ DeMarco because he wrote a very, very popular book now, especially during 2020 called The Millionaire Fastlane, which encourages people to get out of their nine to five jobs and essentially just promote a sense of freedom through entrepreneurship, right? And he wrote this book and he wrote actually, I think three big books self-published, but this book is not The Millionaire Fastlane. It's actually a book he wrote after it, which is called Unscripted, The Pursuit of Liberty, Happiness, and Entrepreneurship, I believe. So he always goes back to entrepreneurship as one of his foundational pillars as a way and as a means 
to be free, right? And he's not promoting it like everyone on Instagram is like, oh, I'm my own boss and all that stuff and all the things that it buys. I can write it off on taxes. I can buy whatever I want. I can make my own income. It's not just that. The way that MJ DeMarco really does it in a way that's more real is that when you pursue something like this, like entrepreneurship, you're actually buying your time back. You're actually not just building yourself an income, but you're building yourself a security in order for you to partake in things that you want to partake in, that you are essentially building up this income in order to use for whatever you want to do, like traveling, all that good stuff. And at the end of the day, it contributes to your own happiness. It's not because you want the flashy cars or anything like that, but you want to better your life by providing yourself with more time because you don't have to worry about money problems. And also, you want to ensure that you are kind of secure in your own emotions internally, right? It's not just about the external things. It's also about how we feel internally. Even though you buy a flashy car, you buy the latest MacBook or whatever, are you internally happy or is it just you bought it like 10 days ago, but now you just like see it as any other laptop that, uh, as they call the, the shiny object syndrome, kind of lasts for only a few days, right? Like the pursuit of something, for instance, we want something really valuable uh, and we buy it. The pursuit itself is actually more enjoyable than actually having it. And you'll kind of realize that when you buy something and you've always, let's, let's say you've always wanted a an iPhone, you know, 17, whatever, and you always dream about it. You always want it, something, something, something. A few months later, you save up enough. You buy that iPhone 17. And then 10 days later, you're just like on your iPhone 17. You drop it. And you're like, ah, well, you know, it's... You literally just thought about it as like one, the crux of your life that you wanted it for so long. And now you're just treating it like every other phone. So that's what we call shiny object syndrome, which we'll probably discuss in another podcast episode. But this podcast episode is talking about something called event versus process. And a lot of you atomic habit people out there, because I know there's a lot of you out there. I do genuinely love that book too. I do think it's a little overhyped. I do believe that the author himself, James Clear, is under underhyped. I feel like he has so many good ideas in his newsletter uh, that you guys should subscribe to. Again, I'm not <laughs> I'm not giving any money for any promotions or anything. I just think that we should find the genuine people in life that would want to genuinely help us rather than just selling us courses and selling us things. And the whole point of life is not to find relationships that feel transactional. It's supposed to be about life and love. And again, feeling the things internally that external objects and items cannot fulfill like happiness and all that good stuff. So the event versus the process. So MJ DeMarco talks about in his book Unscripted, he talks about how we always are talking about taking action. And I, I'm a big fan of saying take action, take action, take action. And life is about action taking. You can have so many ideas in a given day. Our mind produces so many good ideas every single day. And a lot of us, including myself, we kind of undervalue those thoughts and we're like, eh, I'll remember it. And we don't write it down. And a lot of us have so many brilliant ideas. And the reason why we have so many great creatives out there is because they actually put those ideas into action and they produce a very brilliant product. Like, oh my God, right? So for those of you that can't relate, uh, maybe you listen to the Beatles or maybe you listen to musicians. I'm a big music person. So, uh, good example would be if you listen to the Beatles, for instance, one of their best songs, if not their best song, I personally think is Yesterday, right? Yesterday's like, yesterday. Na, 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 na. So 
originally that was actually written by Paul McCartney and uh, same thing with Hey Jude, right? So Paul McCartney is like basically like he's the one that's coming up with all of these melodies and everyone else kind of supports him in the lyrics. But Yesterday and Hey Jude were, or actually Let It Be, I think. Sorry, Let It Be. But Yesterday and Let It Be were actually came to Paul McCartney in a dream, which is really, really crazy to think about that he just woke up and he had this melody. He's like, na, 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 na. And it became one of the most beautiful songs in the world. And fun fact, originally the song was written as scrambled eggs like he's like scrambled eggs na, 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 na. like he literally couldn't come up with lyrics and luckily enough john lennon was great and he was very great with his lyric he has a very great lyrical ability and he he helped him write yesterday so um same with let it be like let, let it be came to him in a dream um where like his mom visited him in his dream paul mccartney and was like hey he's like hey paul let it be let it be so all these things that happen and culminate, right, are they feel like really big things, right? Like an event that happens that changes your life altogether because Let It Be and Yesterday are actually two of the many, many songs that got the Beatles off the ground, which is like phenomenal. But let's just say Let It Be and Yesterday are like one of uh, two of the most recognizable melodies and songs out there till this day if you ever listen to the beatles like you know they always like every band and every musician has their top songs like the beatles like you know they have uh, what's a good beatles song like come together right the um, twist and shout did they make that one or did fats domino anyways let it be and hey jude and let it you know and um yesterday are really big songs and the thing that MJ DeMarco in this book kind of talks about is this event versus process where we are action taking. We have to make sure that we are taking action and partic- particularly these ideas that we have in our head, we have to be action taking, right? We have to take action on these these particular ideas in order for them to see the light of day. And that's where your real purpose or clarity in life is going to come when you actually add action, a sprinkle of action to those ideas that are kind of simmering in your head. Don't let them marinate for too long because it's going to go bad. And if not, it's going to go away and you won't remember like, oh man, what was that great idea I had? So it's really important to write things down. Now, the thing about MJ DeMarco is he promotes action taking, but then he juxtaposes it with a very, very big uh, (laughs) slap, back slap, if you will. He calls it action faking. So the enemy of action taking is action faking. So the whole point of life is to partake in paths or processes that will benefit us in the long run. So if you want to learn how to code, if you want to learn how to program, you want to make sure that you're doing some daily coding or like little things that will build up a momentum. And then, you know, hopefully down the road, you'll become like a senior developer or something like that, right? That is the event. You want that senior development project Uh, position, whatever, um, that is the event. But we always undermine the process, right? And that is what action taking is. Action taking is these little steps that you take in order to reach that event. We shouldn't be so enamored by the event itself. We've talked about it in the previous episode that it's not about the journey, or sorry, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And that's exactly what MJ DeMarco is getting at. But he has this kind of counterpoint, which is action faking. So what is action faking? Because it sounds like action taking. It's brilliant, brilliant idea. Action faking is partaking in little daily tasks or little processes that don't overall help the bigger picture, right? So 
let's for instance, let's go with this developer idea that we had where you decide that you want to be a programmer and you take these daily actions and you're like, okay, well, maybe Monday I'll do, you know, Python and then maybe on Tuesday I'll do like Java and then day three I'll do C++. It really, like, you can take action on those things, but it's really important to hone in on one thing and get really good at it rather than spreading yourself out too thinly, right? Although it may seem on a bigger scale that you are thinking broadly about the big process, about being a big senior project developer, uh, you're actually not really helping because you're going to bring yourself out with so many languages and you won't really know where to start because um, as a person who you know, pursued programming at one point and is still in the process of falling in love with it, you know, the biggest battle that you can fight is which program to start with or which language to start with. You just have to start, right? You just have to take action. And the whole point of the action taking versus action faking is that you shouldn't feel obligated to learn everything all at once. And you and you're basically going to burn yourself out from day four. And you're never going to take action again. Rather, it's better to make everything into bite-sized little actionable items every single day that you can do so you get those small wins in and it builds up that snowball effect in order for you to reach that big event which is to get a senior development project whatever you want to be um so hopefully you get what i mean so action taking is actually contributing to your event your process right you're contributing that you understand that it's going to take some time it is going to take a lot of patience especially in this world of instant gratification for you to reach that event which is being the senior developer whatever you want to be rather than saying i'm going to learn all the languages i'm going to be a senior developer by the end of this month is that feasible? Is that really going to help you for a person who's never programmed before? You're really going to be a senior developer. And that leads into action faking, which it really doesn't help your process. You're going to burn yourself out. And another concept, which is really, really crazy to think about. And it's it's, it's a terminology I've never really heard before, which is called event idealization. So idealization is basically, this is the ideal circumstance, the ideal thing that you want. And in this case, it's being a senior development uh, programmer and things like that. And we talked about in a previous episode, which was, I think, last episode, we talked about how we idolize all these big people like Bill Gates. We idolize Elon Musk just to keep it relevant for today's generation. And we don't really think about the process it took to get there, right? Like Elon Musk just sitting down and doing the work or even Bill Gates. And we're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're great people. They all went through their own process, all their own hardships, right? They didn't skip anything. They didn't take any shortcuts to get where they are today. Maybe, you know, they're living passively now, right? Like they're, they have the time to live passively and like the company will work itself without them because they already kind of implemented the in, like the infrastructure of the whole thing and uh, the administration thing is already done because they've been working on it for years. Amazon, for Jeff Bezos's case, has been around for since like the 90s or 80s even. He's been building that in since the 80s or 90s from and he started in a garage, right? As, as most of the tech people started. But what we neglect most of all is the process that it took to get there. Yes, we idolize these people for what they are now, but we rarely question where have they come from? And that is what event 
idealization is. We idealize the event or the, in this case, a person, right? We idealize the event. For instance, oh my gosh, like Elon Musk launched another, you know, launched another rocket. Oh my gosh, that's, that's amazing. This guy's a genius, right? But we don't think of the process that it took him to get there, to get those funds, to launch that ship, to get the trust of a lot of people to actually launch things, right? Because he's, he didn't work at NASA or anything. Like he, like they trusted him that he's going to launch you know, rockets and everything. So the process that it took to get there is completely different. But as a society that's into instant gratification and all that good stuff, we only idealize the event, which is can be very destructive because it can also discount our own willingness to go into the process. So going back to you, the senior developer or the soon to be senior developer, yes, we idealize the event that you're going to be a senior developer making six or seven figures from meta or whatever you want to work at or wherever you want to work at, excuse me. But we don't think so much about the process. And once we get into the process, we realize maybe that you don't really like it, but you're going to be beating yourself up because you're so enamored by this event idealization that you, you just dream every day of being this thing. But if it's not providing you any happiness, yes, there will be hardships, but that doesn't mean that it's going to affect your happiness. But if it's making you happy and you really have to push yourself and you're like, I'm actually enjoying this. This is something that I really enjoy doing. It's really hard and I do challenge myself. I question my life a lot, but I really enjoy the, you know, the process. That's what matters. But if it's not benefiting you, if it's not providing you with any happiness, which you personally deserve because we have very short lives to live, so why live it without happiness? then why are you pursuing it in the first place? Are you enamored by the event or the process, right? And the process, it's not sexy to say that I'm in love with the process. You actually have to kick in and build that momentum within the process in order to fall in love with it. You don't really fall in love with it from face value because that's what a process is. A process is something that happens on a long win during a long window of time. It's not something that happens in a day. A process is something that happens day after day after day. And if you realize that it's something that you enjoy, then then you found the love for the process. But if you found something that you didn't enjoy, that's also equally important, right? Thomas Edison even said, I didn't have 10,000 and failures. I had 10,000 ways of, I found 10,000 ways of not building that specific thing when he was discussing his own inventions with that interviewer. Again, this guy put up a huge quote, right? Like we think, oh my gosh, he failed like, you know, 70 times. No, he just found 70 ways that he didn't want to do it. Or maybe, hey, look, my friend Bob, like he pursued 20 different careers, man, 20 different careers, man, he's like, He's probably like failing those careers. No, he found 20 careers that he's probably, or 19 careers because he's on the 20th, 19 careers that he's probably not even interested in. And this 20th one, he fell in love with the process. He fell in love with the occupation that he fell into. And sometimes you do fall into the process. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even choose to fall into the process. It finds you. So event versus process. Are you actually in love with the process? Are you actually, or on the other side? Are you actually in love with the event? And if you're in love with the event, just know it's not really that sustainable. Yes, the event and idealizing the event provides motivation, but if the process it's itself that will move you closer to that event isn't providing you with the, the happiness, again, that you deserve, that shouldn't be taken for granted because a moment wasted that doesn't give you happiness is just a waste of time. You should find things that really brighten your eyes. I'm not saying pursue your passion 
because, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out and you have to have backup plans. I'm not saying like cut out all the things and, but I'm saying find things that make you happy. And it doesn't even have to regard like occupation, find hobbies that provide happiness in your life. People have part, it seems like a lot of people are rock climbing nowadays and, you know, that is a hobby and it provides you happiness and you see how strong you're getting every day. You're falling in love with the process. Congratulations. But if the process itself is grueling, if it's like taxing, and if you only have negative things to say about it, then it's not really a process. Sorry to be blunt with you. Not a process worth investing your time in. Find things that you invest your time in and you get lost in that that provide you with happiness. Again, it's not restricted to just jobs. It can be hobbies. Find hobbies, right? If you're in a very highly stressful job, find a hobby that you really, really enjoy, not drinking, that, you know, that will provide you with the happiness that maybe your job is not providing you while you still have that job to provide for your lifestyle or whatever. But hobbies don't always have to be monetized. Hobbies are basically guilty pleasures that you can keep for yourself as you're writing your own book in life. So the question to ask yourself today, are you in love with the event or the process? If you're in love with the process, you found a really clear direction that a lot of people are struggling to find. So congratulations to you. But make sure that you sit down one day and it's very necessary that, you know, you have at least five minutes a day. You don't have to, I'm not pushing meditation again. I, I did it before, but five minutes each day of just complete silence. If you can think about being in a crowded room and you just want to leave because you want to get, a, you know, you want to get fresh air. We all, we, we disregard the need of our body that our body has for silence and taking five minutes of your day to just look out in the sky, just sit outside where there's no noise or even have noise canceling headphones to block out the noise of the world and just think, am I in love with this event that I'm, you know, dreaming of, or am I in love with the process? And if you're in love with both, you found the sweet spot, you found the sweet spot and if you don't, if there's something wrong, if there's something that you mainly have negative things to think about, whether it be the event or the process itself, then there's something to question about, right? And I'm not a therapist, but it's just a really important question I ask myself till this day that am I doing this for the money? Am I doing this for whatever? Am I doing this to please other people? Because at the end of the day, people's pleasures, pleasing other people you know, that external happiness is not the same as internal happiness. And we have to find our own definition of what happiness means to us. And that mainly, mainly talks about falling in love with the process itself. And as you're going through the process, that event will naturally come. Don't idealize the event because life is so fickle. Fickle meaning it's just so like unpredictable. It just changes here and there. Life is so unpredictable that we can't just be so enamored by an outcome, an event in this case, and expect it to happen. Because when it doesn't, then you're going to spiral crazily in the other direction. So fall in love with a process that you really, really deeply enjoy. And really realize if you feel yourself loving a process, question it. It's like, am I, do I really love this? Yes. Keep going. So as I said in the previous episode, I want to adopt a motto for this podcast, which is take the first step. You will not know if you like an event or a process if you do not take the first step. So, you know, this is not like a TM moment, but sarcastically optimistic. This podcast is to encourage you to take the first step. Are you in love with the event itself, event idealization, as we talked about, or the process? Either way, if you love both, 
you are becoming the best person that you can be. Actually, you're actually in the process of becoming that person that you've always wanted to be. So I appreciate you guys for listening. I want to keep this one short, but it's really long. Again, take the first step. I love you guys. I really appreciate you listening in. Subscribe, comment, like, whatever you want to do. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, That was icky to say. That was the first time I've actually... Is it the first time? Either way, it sounded gross when I said it. I love you guys very much. I really hope and pray that you guys become the best person that you can be and are taking those actionable steps every single day um, to become the person that you want to be because the world needs the best version of yourself. Really, really. The world's crazy right now. I need you. Please. Okay. Take the first step. Goodbye. Baby, baby, baby. Watch some anime, come through to the pad I'm trying to play The Super Smash Bros, what you know? Wait, let me pick Luke Harbour, yo You don't even know what I'm saying Up B, up B, and down B, now be playing Slaying, praying Anything with you, baby girl, it's a 